they brought to him a deaf man who had a speech impediment. Reading this, we might think how unfortunate for that man. But upon a little further reflection, we might instead feel how catastrophic. Because it seems unlikely that such a person in that time would know how to read or even have access to reading materials or communicate by sign language if any such existed or even draw much meaning from his environment or have a basic vocabulary with which to think and make sense of the world. Deafness was and is the great isolator. But all that changes suddenly in his case, according to Mark's gospel, when Jesus heals him. If I had been present at this miracle, my attention would have been riveted on what the man did after he could hear. To what and whom did he listen? Probably in his time, as in ours, were the informed, the thoughtful, those respectful of truth and basic decency. But equally, there must have been gossips, prevaricators, bloviators, and blatherers. To what and whom did he not listen? Would he have had some sense that whatever he attended to, like what he refused to attend to, would predispose what he took into his mind, and that what he took into his mind would influence the kind of person he was becoming, no less. Part of the challenge to becoming more deeply human is to make certain judicious choices continually about what we allow ourselves to hear and what we don't. And our lives over time are shaped accordingly. One personal virtue in particular is related to hearing, and that is respectfulness. This is crucial for keeping families, communities, even nations and the world functioning to whatever degree they function and more or less sane. We show and practice respect by listening sincerely to others. The foil to that, of course, is ignoring people, which is disrespect. Nell Morton, 
was a wonderful 20th century Christian laywoman and theologian. She developed a suggestive phrase to indicate how listening to others can help even to relieve their oppression, the stigma-related, sometimes race, ethnicity, and class-related, sometimes gender or age-related, lid that is clamped down on some people by others to silence and disempower them. Nell Morton's phrase was, hearing another into speech. A small act, that, but greatly empowering. It can change lives. The importance of listening is evident in the Bible and the Christian heritage. We can read in several prophetic books of the Bible, for instance, the phrase, the word of the Lord came to me saying, and a divine mission was announced that changed the prophet's life and then the lives of the people who listened to him or her. Years ago, I had the honor to preach Chris's installation sermon during the service, making him the rector of St. John's Church. I told a story then that I had read years before. It had moved me deeply because it brought home the power of listening. I'd like to tell it again briefly. It originally appeared in a book by the physician Richard Seltzer. A woman and her dying husband struggled to keep themselves and each other going as he steadily loses his life. It is evident that they love each other very much. The husband dies. Some of his organs are harvested, as they say, for, for gifting to others, urgently needing them, including his heart. Several months later, the widow telephones the person who received her husband's heart. She identifies herself and asks if she can come to the patient's house for just an hour and listen to her husband's heart. I felt that if people in a family, a church, a community, a nation could take each other with that degree of respect. If we could all really listen to others, including especially others not like us, 
and commensurately value our own speech and therefore the thought we give to the statements we make. Then understanding and respect would have a chance to enrich everyone's life. And wouldn't that open up a new world as, as it palpably did for the man born deaf with a speech impediment.